Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. today but I'm a little traumatized because um I went up there this past week you know to get my bananas and my chicken and the things that the solids that I eat now sure and uh so I go into the chicken aisle and there's two people two work like Whole Foods workers who are restocking the chicken and chicken sausages and stuff like that and I was just sort of shopping around and then I see like a kerfuffle and I look and the girl had fainted, and I've at the prices at the <laughs> at Whole Foods. <laughs> chicken is how much? Fifty oh. bucks a chicken. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Why am I working here if this chicken is this much? <laughs> so she fainted, and she had a hairnet on, and it got caught in like the display case. <laughs> There was so much going on because it took me a minute to figure out what was going on. And as a career fainter, I recognize this in my fellow human. So she faints into the chicken and the guy who's working with her, it was like a slow faint and he grabs her and he's trying to like unhook the hairnet and he's slowly easing her down to the ground and everybody around them, like everybody sort of stopped moving, but nobody can get close and get involved because, you know, there's a pandemic going on. The people who work. <laughs> That's in, not why. And, and That's nobody, not why. let's be honest, don't get involved. This is the end, like New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts. We have learned humanity takes a back seat to you inconveniencing me. And so we all sort of if I could, moving. If I could just get the chicken behind her. Oh my God, I, I hate you so much because that is exactly what happened, Patty. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. So she faints, right? And then he goes to try to pick her up. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a pro at this. Leave her on the ground. Now, everybody else who works at Whole Foods, complete lunatics. Like they didn't do anything. So... Now it's up to all the people who are shopping. I called 911. Another girl called 911. Somebody turned to somebody at the deli counter behind them, and they were like, do you have a chair? And the guy's like, I, I don't know. I am Bumbling. Horrible. Nobody got her water. Nobody did anything. So I call 911. I say, there's a woman who's fainted in Whole Foods. I tell her, it's in the chicken aisle. <laughs> and I literally went over to the guy who helped her up and I kept saying get her down get her down on the ground and as I'm talking my hand is on the chicken sausage (laughs) that she just had her hair net caught in moments before not kidding you I was like if you could just roll off the yogurt for like two seconds I I am so concerned about your well-being but this is where the non-dairy yogurts are kept she, yeah, just just move her down, move her down, and nugget. Thank you. Okay, you there can prop go. her back up now. Prop her back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It had nothing to do with her being comfortable. It's all about her getting the fuck out of the way so you, you can get the nugget. Keep her on the ground because the chicken thighs are right there. <laughs> and she's sitting on them. 
<laughs> oh, <I hate laughs> someone, someone puts like a chicken breast underneath her head to keep her head elevated, and you're like, "No, no, no! You need to be about the floor." And then you grab it because that was like <laughs> that the amount chicken of chicken that you needed. This is a pound, <laughs> the chicken right? breast that you wanted. <laughs> right as she rolls over, I'm like, "This is the sale chicken, right? This is the one that like the Amazon we get get right. money off." I just <laughs> you go to check you go to check out. I think this is discounted because the the worker that that fainted, her face was on it. So is that twenty five dollars now? I slide out the chicken as I slide under a pork chop. That I'm like these are these are better for your head, you know. Oh, it's so cool! It's so cool. (laughs) It should be discounted. This has a Whole Foods employee face discount, right? Because is this like? Hazard chicken, like it was somewhat <laughs> compromised. Yes. Throw it in the bin. It's like a, it's like a dented can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it has her chin mark on it. Like I wish I hate you so much for calling it because it is literally what happened. I was concerned, and then there was sweet apple chicken sausage, and I had to just get it. Wow. Yeah, my humanity. I do like has apple chicken. They're so good, right? (laughs) Sweet apple chicken sausage with some eggs. Oh, Oh, it was worth it. It was worth it. I I called 911. Isn't that something? It is. I did the right thing first, and then I did the wrong thing second. (laughs) Well, you have to take care of yourself. I'm progressing as a human. That was my exciting, exciting week. Big trip yeah, to Whole Foods exciting. where you throw on your hazmat suit and combat boots. And um, Wow, I know I just talked to you the other day, but what else can I tell you about my life and your life? Any shout-outs? Do you have any shout-outs? I've stopped shouting out to people. We're done shutting shout-outs because we can go out. <laughs> go out shout-outs. Actually... You know, you know what's kind of cute around here is the um, the build outs on the street, like people that are really like going for it, and then the, some people are just like doing like the plastic crates with like a flag. Yep. Folding and then chairs. some people are like, yeah, some people are building like the ark, like B side. <laughs> this pizza, this pizza place, um, the same I love guys that B-side. own. Yeah, so good. They own uh, Hell's Kitchen, El Centro, Rita's, uh, B squared, B side. Anyway. So I was walking Jenny today and I, they have made this build out and you're like, is this a brand new restaurant? They have like made this thing so cool looking. They have like a tin roof. (gasps) Like I was like, I'll eat here. I mean, I'm not eating pizza right now, but (laughs) if I were to ever eat pizza. (laughs) They have zoodles there. The zoodles. They're so good. That's like my favorite thing to get at B-side. It's zucchini pizza noodles. Is a pizza place. Yeah, but they got they got salads there. <laughs> Trust me. No, okay. Because I don't want to talk about purchases. Yeah. Um, uh, I yeah okay. no I'm sorry I got distracted by James who's handing me love notes saying you should uh, talk about certain things that I say my vagina says no. Um, uh, wait, going back, zoodles, zoodles. So B side has I would always go to B side sit at the bar. And have whatever wine was on tap, which I totally support, and have the oh, zoodles. Absolutely. And uh, when on those moments when you feel like you actually can get away with eating pizza, um, that like green, the Grinch or something, Oscar the Grouch. That's what it is. It's yeah. A, 
Yeah, it's yeah. It's like kale and oh, and it's white pizza. It's so God. Oh, when was yeah, the last so. time you ate pizza? March. Of nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's how long we've been in this pandemic. Since the eighties, ninety-eight. We really have eighty-nine. Um, there was this light is not doing. Oh, Oof. there you go. Not nice and harsh. Uh, you yeah. know what? No. Fuck it. Let's let's go in, and then we can go all around and back and through and sideways and slantways, and you know we can. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory elevator it all over the place, as we do. All right. But in the meantime, welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Dave Coulier. Oh, my God. And I'm Lisa Renna. Oh, no. And we're coming to you from... (laughs) Oh, no. We're coming to you from both. Downtown Swingin' House Kitchen. And the bar in the beautiful pineapple ranch how are you can i hear it i am 35 years old i am divorced and i live in a van down by the river yes classic timeless i miss him every now and then didn't you love his movies am i crazy like tommy Maybe. boy was a good movie and what's the other one Tommy Boy 2, Electric Boogaloo, Tommy Boy 2, Lost in the City, I don't remember. (laughs) So what I'm trying to say is I love Tommy Boy. Better than all the Adam Sandler movies combined. More successful. Um, Oh, so. I do like some Adam Sandler movies, though. Like, oh, Fifty First Dates. I really liked that. I liked uh, Big Daddy. I liked that one. Oh, I hated that. Really? I did. I enjoyed John Stewart random casting, but I, other than that, no. I liked when he was trying to teach Rob Schneider English. <laughs> Rob and, Schneider like, is the, the best <laughs> thing that happens to Adam Sandler movies. These, these are things I never thought I would say, but he's funny in those movies. Yeah. Don't give him his own movie. That's the mistake. No. Sometimes being a second banana is the best way to be. That's all I've ever really wanted. In a career, it's the second banana. Yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, I just uh, I didn't get any banana. We're so. each other's second so. bananas. We're double bananas. We're bananas. Yeah, we're actually we're the Alicia Silverstone of bananas. We're chewed up first and <laughs> then spit into someone else's mouth. That is the best way for me to say <laughs> we are chewing up and spit. Fitting advice into your mouth like a mother bird to her baby bird. This week, as all weeks, we bring you old school advice to new school problems. We, we here at Dear Pod take a look back at the advice columns of Ann Landers and Dear Abby with our individual viewpoints. So we take a crack at it ourselves and we bring you uh, some of our own advice. If you feel the need to reach out to us, then do it on our social media on the Instagram at Dear Pod Official. Also at your Twitter and your face place. Uh, you can email us old school official at gmail.com. It's been a minute since we've had a little smoke signal on there. And yeah. um, what our website where we have all of our episodes, dearpodofficial.com. And of course, a brand spanking new Patreon page because we figured a pandemic was the best time to panda for cash. Uh, a pandemic. 
Indeed. A pandemic. It is a pandemic. Feel free to skywrite too. <laughs> Feel free to skywrite. <gasps> yes. we're, we're always looking. We're always looking up at the sky, surrender Dorothy style. Watch the skies. It is very twister weather out today. Who is Dorothy? It is. Um, yeah, if Helen Hunt comes knocking on my door being like, I, I need a place to stay in your basement, and I'll be like, you're a terrible actress. Get off of my front lawn. And I hope that... I don't Helen, know. How many times did I wish the <laughs> twister take her in that movie? <laughs> what were you going to say about Helen Hunt? I want to hear your... <laughs> we, uh, first of all, is it like old teeth Helen Hunt or new teeth? If I opened up new teeth Helen Hunt, I'd be like, I can't even focus on you right now because your teeth are so huge and white. It's like headlights for your mouth. I know. Jesus. Why should you? It's like the Luxor. You can see her grill from space. She's like Jim Carrey in the mask when he puts the mask on. his big fucking teeth. Everybody looks like that when they get caps done. Everybody. Every single, when, what's her name? Faye Dunaway was presenting the Oscar when they read off the wrong name. I was like, who is this person? Yeah. Because she has all new teeth. Your grill changes the shape of your face. Entirely. Yeah. Like people it, who can't move their lips around the teeth, like they have to lift up and over to enunciate. I know, I know we've talked about this several thousand times. I know. But it is still, it persists. Always there, and it's always alarming every time I see it. Always. Can you get them filed down? Old Teeth Helen Hunt was like, um, girls just want to have fun, Helen Hunt. Right. But New Teeth Helen Hunt showed up around what? Um, After Twister. As good as it gets? After that. After as good as she had old teeth and as good as it gets? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Something must have happened. I don't know what happened to these people when, like, someday, like, they're just like, Oh, my teeth fell out, or I did too much meth last night. And then their teeth are destroyed, and they put in this new, like, picket fence teeth. Well, I feel like this teeth thing really came into vogue, I would say, in the last 15 years. Correct. So, of course, it would be post-Twister. Twister was what, in the 90s? Is that the it Bill? Must be. It's, it's not Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton. I, in, I invert them all the time. Which is the one that died? Paxton. Paxton. And he Paxton. was in Twister. I almost right. just called him Twitter. Now, is this the same movie where he takes his belt off and secures it around a pipe and <laughs> then they make it? Yes, they survive. Right. As, now, keep in mind, keep in mind, this Twister has just decimated a town and he's pulled out his JCPenney leather belt. <laughs> and somehow that buckle, like, was okay. It would have been great if it was from Lucky Brands, because that's just good product <laughs> placement. You'd be like, wow, yeah. that sure was lucky. Lucky you. That is some impressive leather right there. And wasn't it Jesus. like, it was like, um, it, was it a pipe that just went like up and back into the ground? I thought it was like a railing. Yeah. It was like, it was like a, yeah, it was like a U-shaped pipe. And then they're, they're like, I don't know. And then they're like levitating, but they're still secured with their uh, Abercrombie belt. Yes, yes. Proving that one accessory can save your life. Right. That movie was not a huge box office success. Why did they build a ride around it? Didn't they put a ride, a twister ride in like Universal? An experience. Yeah. Uh, well, you can go to like 
the planes and have that same experience for free, and you might not live to tell. <laughs> must the have been tale. A, must have been a slow year for Universal. They're like, Ugh, well, we're tapping the well dry, you guys. It's either Steel Magnolias the experience or Twister the experience. What do you want to go through? I'll do, have I'll your daughter die in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> of Universal <laughs> opting for like an experience ride of a lesser movie. It's like Ishtar, the experience, you know? <laughs> like just sort of a C-level movie. Nothing exciting about it. August Osage well, County, the experience. <laughs> Alienate your family in, in 10 short minutes. And this extreme actually, ride. So I'm reading the box office was ninety two million. Is that good? Opening weekend opening weekend was forty one million. So I guess that's pretty oh, good. No, because that says to me that they made all of their money in that opening weekend and then people figured out it was crap. The it made ninety two million over the <laughs> think about that. Four hundred and ninety four million in total gross sales. That's pretty good. Wait. That's amazing. I thought that, that I heard yeah. the numbers different. Well, um, hear him again. I don't. I didn't want to give Helen Hunt any credit. According to my I aunt, she's an unmade bed. That's what oh, she's, she okay. got, she went off on a rant about Helen Hunt because I suggested back in the day that they go see As Good As It Gets. And I will never recommend a movie to my family ever again because it's always wrong. And then my aunt saw it. She was like, I hate that Helen Hunt. She's an unmade wow. bed. Okay. Yeah. That's really. Extreme feelings about Helen Hunt. Helen, uh, shut up. This is a sentence I never thought I would read. Helen Hunt and John Bon Jovi in Pay It Forward. Wait, is that the one with Kevin Spacey? It was. It it is. It's that movie where she has the kid and something happens. I I don't remember the details of it. Here's all I remember. Is that somebody, somebody convinced me that 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 movie ended with Kevin Spacey dying and going... Keep paying it forward, and then he dies. <laughs> so I do. I have a vague <laughs> recollection of this movie, and I remember watching it so I could see Kevin Spacey go, "Keep paying it forward," and die. And it never happened. And <laughs> maybe that was the way they did. Just they just tricked me into watching "Pay It Forward." Wait, and that's uh, Haley Joel Osment, right? Yes, yes. Haley Joel Osment is her son. There's some sort of thing. Somebody's got a disease. I know Kevin Spacey dies, and he does not, unfortunately, end that movie with keep paying it forward. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I guarantee you those are going to be my last words. (laughs) Keep paying it forward. And then line. Line. Forward. Wow. Remember when they thought the rapture was going to happen like a few years ago and and that like people would suddenly disappear and somebody posted a picture of Jesus hovering over the earth with a huge vintage Hoover vacuum cleaner and he was sucking people off the earth and it just said, oh yeah, this is the rapture. We are in it. And I mean, there's a big clearing of the house. I mean, the fact that like all of this stuff is being brought to the surface, all this stuff about Ellen, everything being exposed, the Epstein stuff, like this huge churning is going on right now. 
it, I mean, there's some more shit, I'm sure. You know what this but the is? thing this is, is like the there's, there's, river. The, there's so much shit happening right now that no one can keep up and therefore no one is shocked. No, nothing shocks me anymore to the point where like a scandal happened. It came and went and somebody was talking about it. And I was like, what do you what? Like if you turn off the news for three days, you're so far behind that you're like the challenger exploded. I'm way far behind. <laughs> I can't believe that ship sank in the middle of the night. All the, it was a luxury cruiser. Although they said it couldn't sink. I don't understand what went wrong. <laughs> I think, yes, I'm so topical that I've gone back to the 1920s. Oh, yeah. all right. There's let's, too much. Let's dive in, shall we? Because there's sure. no rhyme or reason to this week's episode. No, we've got a grab bag happening. Tell the people what the grab bag episodes are, Petois. Crab bag is something that doesn't necessarily fit into a regular topic. It just happens to be fantastic. <laughs> and we're just throwing it out there. It's so hard to pick on weeks like this. You find so many gems that you come across. And so you keep like a folder, a grab bag yep. folder, and then you just sort of sift through it and you go and you search. But every time I go back to something that I picked, I find like three more gems that then push Correct. it to the back of the list. So I had a hard time picking this week. So there's one that I know I want to talk about, but then there's two that I'm really torn about. So I'm going to let you be the chooser. I'm just going to say one word for each. Either pick alligator or vomit. Mm, well, I too have three articles and I didn't, I didn't know what, I don't know which one to save. It's a bag so, within a bag within a bag. I like when we yeah. choose. Yeah. It's like America's Next Top Model. It's like a bag I have a bag. three articles before me and only two <laughs> two slots. Don't the ever make that reference when I have liquid in my mouth again. The we article that is not chosen will have to pack up their words and go home. And you're holding them in front of you like Tyra held, very like proper underneath, and she had the two pictures in my hands. One of them will be allowed to stay. And the other, you have to go back to your model apartment, pack your things, and go. She was so intense. Oh, I love the early episodes of that, before they figured out that they should wear makeup, you know? Right. Oh, so nice. Vintage. Um, all right. So then I'm, I'm going to, okay, two articles stand before me. You either choose alligator or you choose vomit. Vomit. Um, oh. I will always choose vomit over alligator. All right. Okay. I I, I pretty much saw this coming. This is pretty fascinating. Yeah. I think you're going to like this. It's from the Clarion Ledger in Jackson, Mississippi, February 8, 1972. Teenager Ooh. vomits food if mother's not cooking. <laughs> I love it when Anne doesn't bury the lead. She's like, I'm putting everything out there in this title. Dear Anne Landers, I have been reading your column for a long time, hoping someone would write in with the same problem I have had, but no one has, and I am getting desperate. I'm a teenager who can't eat in a restaurant or at anyone's home without vomiting. There's nothing wrong with the food. It's me. I've tried eating lightly like a cottage cheese or a fruit plate or a tuna salad, but it's the same story. I get the dry heaves, and then I must excuse myself. It's so embarrassing, I could die. I'm a little overweight, and I love my mother's cooking, but this is ridiculous. 
Our family doctor says nothing is wrong with me, that I will outgrow it. But I'll be going away to college in two years, and I need to get over this thing now. Please tell me what to do. Upchucked in Flint. (laughs) Dear you, go to another doctor. Get a complete physical. If a second doctor tells you there's nothing wrong with you, tell him people do not vomit for no reason. If there is no organic problem, it must be emotional, in which case I urge you to get some counseling and learn why you cannot tolerate anyone's cooking except your mother's. Ayan! It's Flint, Michigan. Maybe it's the water. Ah! Maybe that's what she's fucking getting sick about. I didn't even make that connection. Wow, he's the OG Flint, like, whistleblower. That's insane. Oh, wow. You can't, you, can you just Maybe picture, that's it. Can you picture, like, going to Applebee's with that kid? And he's like, okay, so, um, I'll have the chicken. I'm so sorry. Okay, you know what? Let me, one more let, time. let me try. Let me try. Okay, I'll have the French onion. <laughs> no, no. Okay, let me try something lighter. Okay, how about uh, uh, tuna salad? Salad! Oh! I'll have a glass of. <laughs> it's almost it's like the witches of Eastwick <laughs> when she's eating the cherries. <laughs> Take the check. I'll just take the check. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, you only ordered water. Water. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fucking chain reaction of everyone bombing. It's like an SNL sketch. Wait, that (laughs) SNL sketch where the uh, the waiters can't describe the foods. Is it the Dana Carvey show? That is a really funny sketch. Both Steves, yeah. So Steve Carell and Steve. Colbert, Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell had a sketch on the Dana Carvey show where it was two waiters who couldn't stomach talking about food. Did you ever see this? And they go I to the guy's he- table and they were like, would you like to hear our specials today? We have a chicken cordon chicken cordon with a potatoes and one of them would be like really puking in the background. All it was is that every, that's all it was. It was just a joke they kept doing over and over again, and it just got funnier and funnier. We got to look it up. Dana Carvey is so funny. I think your I think your manservant showed it to me on the way into the city once. <laughs> Here, watch this. It's so yeah. Fun. My Jules is a big fan of this sketch. Can you imagine? Uh, but like, you can't even go to somebody else's house. That's psychological. That's weird. That's odd. You're I don't know. I don't kid. know if I buy it. I, I like that he's just been waiting and combing articles, being like, surely somebody else vomits when they eat anywhere but home. Right? Anybody? Somebody. Just me? Am <laughs> I right? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Dating is going to be amazing. Hey, let's go out to dinner. Yeah, sure. Where you want to go? Oh, Chili's. You should be vomiting if you're going to Chili's, let's right. be honest. Maybe it's the I restaurants. Mean- can you imagine the oral sex? It's like, I mean, it looks just like a hot dog. And she's like, maybe I'll go down. And he starts vomiting on his penis. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happens. But in, in other people's houses. So can you imagine if you had somebody come over for dinner and you're like, what are you making tonight? Oh. My mom's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you mean a casserole? <laughs> oh.
just like the, <laughs> the moms bring it out. She's super proud of like this pot roast for like, family recipe or whatever and like she's like what is it it's our pot roast mm, pot and it's like all over the tray it's like national and like all over the mom yeah it's like her white blouse is now covered in vomit and she's just standing there dripping like oh my god what just happened uh i yeah. have uh, when i was a kid crazy OCD and like abnormal paranoia, which to the point where I'm like, wow, the the fact that I was not put on lithium when I was a kid is beyond me. But I used to like, I would go over this girl Carrie's house and I couldn't stand her to begin with, but my mother would make me play with her because it was like, just go over, go to Carrie's house and be nice to her. And her, her family was large and they would always try to feed me crap when I was, there. it was always like, but it should have been a kid's dream come true because they were like, do you want some hostess cupcakes? It was like they owned the hostess factory when, when you went over there. <laughs> you want five Twinkies with candles in them? Like, what do you want? Hot dogs? Always. Like, kid, disgusting kid food. And her mother was, like, so pushy when I went over there, like, trying to get me to eat that I convinced myself she was trying to poison me. <laughs> I, I was convinced. So I was like, I don't know what gave her a tell. But, you know, eventually she told my mother about it. She goes, uh, you know, Erin comes over and I always try to feed her. And I think she thinks I'm trying to poison her. I'm not kidding. What was my tell? <clears throat> what did I do that made that woman see my secret? Which is like, I'm like, no, no, I really, I can't have another cup. I can't have a cupcake. Sorry, sorry. You're, you're the... You're that cat meme where they put the, the something on the table and the cat just flips the plate. <laughs> Not the cat trait. There's a picture of a cat eating spaghetti that's one of the funniest. It made me laugh. Um, give me an article. I want to, when we call my mother, remind me, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to her about Carrie DeFranco and how her mother figured out that I thought she was trying to poison me. I, I need to get to All the right. bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. 25 years later. We need to get to the bottom of it. I need to, and let's get to the bottom of my OCD and extreme anxiety when I was a kid. Sure. Work this out. Just as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I'm not letting it go. <laughs> Some things you just keep from childhood, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like Will your be? baby teeth. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. This Give is from the, the Charlotte Observer, Charlotte, North Carolina, Sunday, August 28th, 1988. Dear Abby, my mother is hooked on bingo. She has always been a very honest person, but when it comes to bingo, she lies. For example, she'll say she's working late, but when I call her at work, she's not there. We are a close family, but we've had it with mom. She owes me $1,100. She owes my brother, she owes my brother $500, and she owes other family members lesser amounts. She's two months behind in her house payment, a month behind on her car payment, and she's also behind on her electric, telephone, and cable bills. The interest on what she owes is putting her deeper and deeper in debt. The bank already closed her checking account. The cost of bingo is $40 a night, and mom plays nearly every night and twice on Sundays. She has a good job, but she blows it all on bingo. She says it's just a pastime, but it's also like a sickness. What can we do? She gets hostile anytime we confront her. Signed, Bingo Baby. Dear Bingo Baby, your mother is a compulsive gambler, and there is help for her. 
Gamblers Anonymous operates very much like Alcoholics Anonymous. It's free, and the success rate is remarkable. To find the address of Gamblers Anonymous chapter nearest you, send a step. A stamp self-addressed long envelope to Gamblers Anonymous, P.O. Box 17173, Los Angeles, California, 90017. We have to put that commercial music underneath that ad <laughs> that, she pl- that she planted in there. Um, I was like, what the hell is the buy-in for this bingo game? Right? But what, like every night? Who's who's also holding? I thought bingo was like a once-a-week, like, Sunday pancake dinner right. thing. Who's doing like, this it every makes- night? Is this like underground bingo? Is it like, is it like club bingo, bingo and math? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know she and I love the idea that she's of all the things she's addicted to. It's bingo. So can you picture her being like, "Come on, baby, call my number. Come on, come <laughs> on, call it." Like just getting real intense. E-60. I just need another card. I just need another card, ma'am. You've had I just enough. Need one more card. One ma'am, more card. No. One more card. No, you one don't need another card. You've got ten in yeah, front of you already. Yeah, <laughs> I need another highlighter. I need one of those little highlighter things. Mine's running out. <laughs> she's got like she's got highlighter ink like all over her face. <laughs> this it's is, like what happened? This is my lucky highlighter. It's my lucky highlighter. Add it. <laughs> like, everyone everyone thinks she robbed a bank because like the ink is all over her. <laughs> that reminds me. So- my friend was on the end train once, and there was a lady dressed in like a business suit. It was rush hour, packed train. She looked completely normal, and she sat down, and she took out a stack of Sharpies held together with like a, a rubber band. And then she mm-hmm. proceeded to take out each individual Sharpie, uncap it, shove it up her nose and go <sighs> recap the Sharpie, put it back in the stack. She did this with all of the Sharpies as you watched people slowly walk away from her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody's sitting near the Sharpie lady. Look, some people need coffee in the morning and some people need a, a Sharpie toot. I, I guess. Who knew? I was like, also, and then, and then she's, he said that at the end of it, she took out her compact and like a wet wipe and wiped down her mm-hmm. nose. So everybody's well, got an addiction. She, yeah. Because she probably had like, like a, like a impression from all the markers. It's like, like you know, if you put your face into like a, a warm bag of Skittles. <laughs> the visual of that. shame if i find a bag of skittles in a car and it's been sitting there getting hot for days i'll still eat it it'll it'll form into one big skittle the 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 plus the downside is that it comes off in your hand the plus side is you're probably not going to chip your teeth because they're now a little mushy it's good yes well let's go back to bingo for a second um, All right. The first thing I thought was the Simpsons episode where Marge gets addicted to gambling. She keeps going to the casino. <laughs> and Homer right. says, son, your mother's been taken over by a demon named Gamblor. <laughs> um, just memories. I sure. I actually learned how to play poker last night. So my shout out to Sam for teaching me Texas Hold'em and having the patience of a saint to work with somebody Ooh. who has no skill like me. I... But I'm fascinated by gamblers, and, and specifically, not bingo players. I didn't know that this was a thing that was, like, ripping its way through the suburbs. But apparently mm-hmm. it is. It is. But, like, poker players, I don't I, – the people who do that professionally and that you have to have that kind of money to, to – you have to, like, spend money to make money. The more aggressive yeah. your bet is, the more you're going to pay off. 
Are you a gambler? Like, do you like going to casinos no. and stuff? Yeah, I, I just don't. I've never enjoyed it. No. Have you ever like sat down at a table? Yeah. Like where? What and was I the think game? It, uh, uh, blackjack. Same. That was the only table I ever sat at. Was a blackjack table. Yeah. And I'm like, this is dumb. This is it's like gone I, in I, two I rather... seconds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have an, an article that I want to share with you because I, I want to test this. There's um. There's a, there's a test in this that I feel like we should do, and I was going to do it before we recorded today so I could confirm it, but I'm scared okay. of it, okay? This is from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, St. Louis, Mizzou, February 8, 1968. <clears throat> Squeezing of egg can temper anger. Dear Ann Landers, after reading the letter from the father who went to the hardware store and bought a rubber barrel for his kids to kick when they got mad, I decided to tell you how we handled the problem in our family. We had three young boys to raise, and anyone with children knows that hardly a day passes that somebody doesn't get mad. Most of the scraps were minor, but every now and then a temper would reach the boiling point. So we made a rule. Anyone who was really angry went to the refrigerator, got an egg, and took a walk. He then tried to squeeze the egg in the palm of his hand, trying as hard as he could to break it. Well, Anne, it is nearly impossible to break an egg this way. Pretty soon the squeezer felt awfully foolish. Can you imagine venting all that anger on an egg and not being able to break it? If the ill will wasn't completely dissipated by the time the person got to the big oak tree on the far side of our lot, he was allowed to throw the egg against the tree. If the anger was gone, the egg went back in the refrigerator. We raised three wonderful boys, Anne, and we lost very few eggs. Signed, Hen's Friend. What a wonderful story! Frankly, I was suspicious, so I went to the refrigerator and got an egg and tried to break it by squeezing it in the palm of my hand. You were right. I couldn't do it. The things I learned from readers. Hey! This sounds like one of those things that you do, and then you're just like, why did I ever fucking, like, you're just covered in eggs. Yep. You know, like this bitch. I feel like we're getting tricked. We're getting tricked into this. I really yeah, want and I'm not going to waste an egg. I'm not going to waste an egg. No, eggs are real hard to come by right now, especially when people from Whole Foods faint on them. Yeah, like if that's the last. Is it? It's like the one carton that has all the eggs <laughs> that are like completely unbroken. And like, if we could just lift her arm off that, so I can get it. Damn it, Alicia! <laughs> not on the eggs. <laughs> I am dying to try this. I beg. All five listeners to go to your refrigerator, grab an egg, put it in the palm of your hand, and try to squeeze it, and then write to us at Dear Pot Official and tell us what happened so that I can know whether or not I should lose an egg. I don't buy it. Come on, let's try it. Let's try it right now. Come on. On the air, Jules. On the air. You need a bucket, too, or something. Yeah, get me an egg in a bucket. Go ahead. He's not moving. He's not moving. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me in the eye. How are you? How are I want to try it. I do want to try this. Well, this egg test. Maybe on maybe on the next episode. All right. Okay. Fine. I'll do it off right. the air. But the, I'm not giving the people what they need, which is answers. Answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. All right. Go ahead. Okay. This do is it. from the 
Province, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Sunday, December 12th, 1982. Dear Abby, please help me before I explode. My husband calls me mama and I hate it. I am not his mother. I've told him how I feel about this, but he always says he can't help it. He's used to it. Abby, our kids are long gone from the house and it's time he got out of the habit. I have never called him daddy. And this mama business is getting on my nerves. Please print some suggestions for him. He never misses your column. Signed, not his mother. Dear not, I have no suggestions for him, but I have one for you. You're not going to change your husband, so you'd better change your attitude. Mama is a loving title, one that you should cherish, accept it as a compliment. I find this to be... Terrible answer. This is terrible. Te- that is absolutely not. If my jewels called me mama, I would 100% say, well, then feed on this. And then I would just, I would treat his balls like a speed bag. No, <laughs> no, that's creepy. I mean, so then when they're, when they're like having like uh fucky sucky time, does he call her mama too? Like <laughs> that would be so like paging Dr. Freud. Yeah, Dr. horribly inappropriate, terribly sad, and just grotesque. Oh, that's disgusting. And why did she tell her that that's a... Then deal with it. If your husband is calling you something you don't want to be called, hey, douche mm-hmm. nozzle, are you going to be like, oh, it's a term of endearment. Oh, mm. sweet. However, there are a lot of people, you know, like in the gay community, people, you know, when they call a guy daddy, like if you're older than they are, which and that's clearly I'm older than... It's a zaddy. Right. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh no. It's the incredible. Oh, no! incredible Don't do it over my head, Jay. No, you have to hold it in the palm of your head. Don't do this. Don't do this to me right now. He don't, seriously, he's we, got it over my head. Have, You're not we still have half of an episode. No, no, we have half an episode left. You hold, wait, put the egg down right now. No, 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 no. You're not holding it right. You're not holding First it right. I looked it up online. No. This is how you do it, and I just squeezed. With all my might, and it didn't go. Did you really just squeeze that over my head? Yeah, look. Shut your whore mouth. Why is it not breaking? He's squeezing it between his hands. Ladies and gentlemen, the egg trick works. Fuck you. Something's wrong. Something's very wrong. You have to put it in the palm here and the palm here. But, like, they said palm like that. No, no, no. Yeah, this is what they mean. Oh, my God. I'm terrified. Put it here. (laughs) Let me control this. (laughs) Hold on. Patty. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, I'm holding. Let me explain what's going on. I'm holding the egg in between my hands. So it's a double-handed, double pump. Oh, son of a bitch. You go to pu- I'm pushing. <laughs> look, at, look at my arm flex. Head. Look at that flex. I'm putting all my weight on this thing. Well, and I'm it glad is you're not doing breaking. It. Oh, my God. The egg test works. Now, and he was holding it over my head. Speaking of calling your spouse names. Is it bad to call him an asshole? No, not during sex. That was especially then. Mama, mama. Do you have pet names for each other? No. You literally just call each other by your names and that's it. No hun, no Um, love. Well, well, since our first, um, one of our first episodes um, uh, of Dear Pod, when we were talking about poltergeist, I have now resorted to calling Marcus Steven. Uh, <laughs> ah, do you 
know that I called Jim Stephen too? <laughs> Honest to God, it's only when he fumbles with keys. If he tries to open a door <laughs> to a car or the house, I always go, hurry, Stephen. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Oh, my God. I love that you call him Stephen. <laughs> that made my day. Uh, he tried to get yeah. something started where he was like, because I, I, I just have a million nicknames for him. I have nicknames for everybody. I don't sure. ever call anybody by their real, like, God-given name. Like, even you're, you're Patrick. I will never call you Patrick. You're Patty to me. Uh, right. And, you know, he has a million names that I call him. Some went directly to him and some behind his back. But uh, sure. he, he wanted a term of endearment for me once, so he was like, he tried to create one. You Deborah can't... Winger. Oh. <laughs> Stop calling me Deborah Winger. Steven. Uh, yeah, and he was like, I feel like I should call you Alice. You know, like, that's Alice. No, and I was not, like, absolutely story. not. You cannot create a name out of thin air. Nicknames need to be organic, individual to the person. Mama, mm-hmm. if he called me Mama ever... No female who is dating or married to somebody ever wants to be referred to as uh, like a mother figure. Now, grandma, mm-hmm. on the other hand, no. So you never refer to Jim as daddy. Like Ew. if you did something really great, like, yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. Yeah. Uh, no, I do occasionally talk to the littles. And when I talk to them, I say, go to daddy because mm. he is their daddy. And yes, I am mm-hmm. fully aware that I need psychotherapy. Yeah, sure. Accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Take me forward. I love that you <laughs> call Marcus Stephen. That made my day. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that because you were returning the egg that he's, Stephen! When you say it, do you have to scream it like Joe Beth Williams? Sometimes I do, and sometimes I'll just call him, like, I'm like, all right, Steve, let's go to bed. Like, it'll be, like, I'll abbreviate it, <laughs> or, or I'll turn into, like, the really, like, the really, um, like, obnoxious game, and Steven, like, I'll just, like, almost like, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, my God, I can't think of his name. I can't think of anybody's name. It's so early from uh, Project Runway. Project- um, oh, a Tim name? Gunn. Right. Yeah, yeah. Stephen, what do we have Steven. going on here? Andre. Oh. Um, Andre, what do we have going on here? Oh, it looks like a hanger and a belt. I love it. It's inventive. Oh. Would, would this belt survive, say, I don't know, a twister? Will it would save it, now if I, Yeah, if I wrapped Bill Paxton and Helen Hunter on it, would, <laughs> would it be okay? What are the other accessories you're using for this, this trauma? Use, use the blue fly accessory wall. <laughs> to choose something that could keep you strapped to the ground during a violent twister that seems to be taking out everything else in its path except for Helen Hunt because her lack of talent is keeping her grounded to the earth. <laughs> you are weighing Bill Paxton down. <laughs> wow, this is chock full of brunchy fun. I, I think the this only way fun. that we could um, enhance this is maybe to call my mother and find out why why that woman knew that I was think I thought that she was poisoning me. I have so many questions for her. So I think it's I time. Do too. It's time. 
she would have taken a piece of whatever, put it in a Ziploc bag, and sent it to a lab. <laughs> I think you've let I think you've let her down. You're the sissy Houston in this situation. You've let Whitney down. I agree ah. with Patty. <laughs> Listen, yes, I, sissy. I was going to have to hire. I was going to have to hire a taster. You know, like they used to do in the old days with the king. You eat it first, and if you don't drop dead, then I'll finish it. But I would uh, think. Well, if you were if you were a good mother, you would have been the taster. Now get off the line. <laughs> <laughs> I never hesitate to taste. A, Patty has a, come to my defense. A Twinkie. Yeah, I guarantee you, I'll if I brought it. a Twinkie home to her, I'd be like, taste this to make sure it's not poison. She'd take one bite and be like, I really should taste the rest just to make sure <laughs> all of it's not poison. What I are those hostess cupcakes? I just want to make sure cupcakes? that you're safe. Your yeah. safety is above fine. all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You were going through a phase, I think, uh, when, you, when you got phase. that. Well, I would now like to dovetail off of the psychology for two seconds so that I can call my therapist while you tell us what the weather is like where you're standing and what we can expect out of the next five disgusting days. It's crappy. It's hot. It's humid. I can't stand it. It's cloudy. There's no air. That's today. Uh, tomorrow, same, uh, same, more of the same. And I think that maybe you're going to get a little bit of a hit with a tropical storm or something. So you'll have some rain and wind, but it'll be muggy wind. Oh, my God. Mm. Tropical. And then I think it's even coming up here. But but it should peter out. But the dew point is going to go way over 70. And I'm going to be complaining till the cows come home. Now, So uh, get ready. Can we expect a twister with Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton? <laughs> Did you see no, that movie? No, I would say not. Did you see that movie? I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Do you see, like I Helen love Hunt? weather movies. You know I love stuff like that. Helen Hunt, she looks like an unmade bed. But uh, she, uh, I, I liked Bill Paxton. What? Will you be going to Wilfred Brimley's memorial service? No, I'm not. passed away? Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, poor Wait, Wilfred, Wilfred yeah. Brimley Wilfred. died? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, in his mid-80s or something, I think. Wait yeah. a minute. I wait, thought he was wait, older than that. Yeah. Wait, Wilford I thought he Brimley was 209. Was... I thought he that too. he was already dead. He was only well, surprise, surprise. He was only yeah. What? <gasps> what? Wow. He was 49. He looked like he did today in, in when he was 49. I mean, he's like, wow, that's pretty yeah, good makeup. You were lying through your four teeth. He was 49? <laughs> Like that's look, incredible. Look at me. Look at what it, what what was he at the Hall of Presidents before he went in the movie? Why? <laughs> look at me. That's five years away from this foot. What are you talking about? That is five oh my God. years. Are you kidding? Okay. No. The only explanation for Wilford Brimley looking like that is that he had like an experience with a ghost that aged him. <laughs> like he passed well, through he was a like, membrane. You know, he was always a good old man, so he was always cast in a role he's like that. Always practicing. So what we're saying is. Still have a chance. <laughs> yes, Patty. Your cocoon <laughs> is just around the corner. If you just stick in there a little while longer, you could be the next Wilford Brimley. Wow. I thank you so much for this moth report that that ran the gamut from Wilford Brimley to psychological disorder. To all your conditions. Yes, yes. Wow. It was informative. Proud. Very informative. Very proud. And I hope you're all safe during the little tropical storm, but it's kind of fun. It's that season, so enjoy. Have a nice weekend. You too. And you too, Jim. Thank you, you too.
And you too, Erin. Oh, good for me. Um, I'm going to go send you some poison Twinkies. Okay, bye. Okay, thank you. I look forward to it. I'm Have sure you do. <laughs> bye. Uh, let me taste that, wow. that hostess cupcake. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this could be poison. Let me taste it again. <laughs> How many licks does it take to get to the center of this hostess cupcake? Mm. I can't believe that well, this is earth-shattering news be, about Wilford, Wilford Brimley. She, she would be great at a sex party. <laughs> Why? She'll taste anything that you put in front of Stop it, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to take it. Why I'm like, I'm just going to sit back and watch this one unfold. Like Wilford Brimley's slow-acting diabetes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it unfold like Wilford Brimley's slow foreskin reveal. Ew! <laughs> All right. Get that thing away Get from me. Get that thing away from me. But you know what you can bring closer to me? Some <gasps> Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Every week we take a question from my Instagram mail. Instagram. That's right. Every week, this week, as with all weeks, if you write to us on the Instagram at DearPodOfficial and uh, find us out there or email us DearPodOfficial at gmail.com, every week we take our attempt to be Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We like to take an advice yeah. question from our listeners and give you some uh, some advice from, from the ladies themselves, how we think that they would answer your questions. Uh, so we're taking all questions yeah. about this week, then Helen Hunt, Wilford Brimley, <laughs> diabetes, hostess cupcakes, and people poisoning each other. Poison, like casual suburban poisoning. So uh, right. if you have any questions about that, we'll address that in next week's episode. But this week we have one question. One question to answer. Would you like to uh, give it to the good people, Patois? Sure. Dear Pod, my husband rides a motorcycle without a helmet. We live in Illinois where there is no law against this. Try to get him to wear one for safety, but he refuses. Any way I can convince him? Sign on edge. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people in the neighborhood riding without a helmet. And while it's very tempting, I also don't like to be in the ICU. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there you have it. Riding like a regular so bike? Like a city bike? Yeah. I, I don't understand yeah. well, how I people do that in New York. You are taking your life in your own hands. And they never look sturdy mm-hmm. on those things. Mm-hmm. No. No. So here's what Abby says. Okay. Dear On Edge, many motorcyclists and bicyclists alike prefer to throw caution to the wind and forego a helmet for vanity's sake. They can be as stubborn as a teenager, folding their arms, stomping their feet, and saying no with a puss on their face. There's nothing attractive about a headless man except the fact that he will never argue with you again. Maybe you should teach your man a lesson and sign up on some dating sites with the header, looking for a man that won't die. (laughs) Leave it open on your desktop and see if he notices. Tell him you need to wear your safety helmet and have a backup plan since he's too stupid to wear a helmet himself. Have another tab open of images of motorcycle crashes where the victim didn't wear a helmet. The human Jackson Pollock images should scare the bejesus out of him and have him regurgitate his breakfast. Another little trick might be able to, might be for you to wander through your house and start knocking breakables off the shelf and let them shatter on the floor. Then, oops, as the Ming vase crashes to the floor or the Waterford lamp in pieces, the precious moments figurine is beheaded. 
only there was a way to protect them. Hmm. If he won't wear the helmet for himself, then by God, make sure he wears it for you. Life is hard as nails these days, and funerals are expensive. Unless he wants you to roll out the shop back to clean him up off the streets when he gets in that accident, put on a damn helmet and stop acting like Claire Danes in my so-called life and grow the hell up. Abby. <gasps> we have some similar uh, echoings. <laughs> uh-uh. But my uh, Claire Danes reference, I did not see that one coming. So I applaud you for mm-hmm. that, sir. Very Thank impressive. You. Thank you. Here's what Anne has to say. <clears throat> Ham. Dear Edge. Since his head is permanently exposed, slap him upside it. Traumatic brain injuries are no joke. Unless you're Gary Busey, who charges $350 for a cameo appearance. In that case, the joke is on us. I can't believe that, in this day and age, there are still states that have no mandatory helmet laws. And I really can't believe they're not in the South. The three states that still do not require helmet use are New Hampshire, Iowa, and your very own Illinois. I expected this from New Hampshire, where most families share one set of teeth, but not from you, Illinois. I expected more from you. New Hampshire is also the only state with no seatbelt laws. We've been looking at Florida this whole time, but I think New Hampshire may be bringing down the national curve. This explains the joke, what does a New Hampshire high school student get on their SATs? Drool. Helmets save lives, period. (laughs) And the proof is in the pudding. There were 10 times as many unhelmeted motorcyclist fatalities in states without universal helmet laws as in states with them. Maybe this is your state's way of thinning the herd, but that doesn't mean your husband should be a statistic. This can be a multi-tactic approach. Appeal to his vanity and tell him helmets turn you on. Show him a Google search of motorcycle accidents like a scared straight street smart seminar. Or take an egg out of the fridge and crack it on his head, telling him this is what will happen to his brain when he gets hit by a tree. Just don't try to squeeze the egg in the palm of your hand, for it will not break! Good luck, my dear. I hope he doesn't suggest moving to New Hampshire. Ian. Yeah. Well done. Well thank curated. You, thank you. It was a very good. I, I had to do some studying online. That's why I like the questions that we get on the Instagrams that make me mm-hmm. actually have to engage my Google search and say, what states don't have helmet laws? Uh, why is this Weird. a thing? It's like the, the mask argument, too. It's like, we just need you to do this. We need you to do this you know, for public health and safety. How hard is this? I I worked at a restaurant where the um, where we had a, a delivery guy and he never wore a helmet. And I was there. He had been in an accident three times in my brief brief employment at this restaurant. Uh-huh. And I was like, what What is wrong with you? Like, first of all, it's dark out. You don't have any reflective gear on. You're not wearing a helmet. And you're going down the wrong way on the street. And then you have the nerve to say that you got in an accident I know, without a helmet on. But, like, they say that about bike messenger people in New York. Like, these are adrenaline junkies who are, are like, cutters. And they're like, fuck it, I'm doing it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's the point break of the East Coast. Mm-hmm. People <laughs> would, it was like, especially in, like, the 90s and 2000s, I think, in, in New York, there was, like, a whole thing about bike messengers being addicted. Wasn't there, like, a movie about it? Some ridiculous Yeah, with, thing. um. Yeah. With what's his name? Uh, oh God, the the kid from uh, 
Third Rock from the Sun. What's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. There it is. And it literally was like an action thriller movie about a bike messenger. It was like a DoorDash delivery yeah. guy, but just telling yeah. you how dangerous it is to be a bike delivery person in New York. And I, when the city yeah. bikes came out, I was like, wow, this is, this is New York's way of thinning the herd because it's mostly <laughs> like tourists who are coming to the city and they're like, what a wonderful idea. I'm just going to take a bike down Ninth Avenue. Oh my God. And it's like, the Death Star Trench in Star Wars. Why would you put yourself in the middle of that? It's, it's like this isn't Sweden. Like it's not like you're going past like rows and rows of uh, you know uh, foliage and uh, tulips or something. Yeah, there's shit. no windmills no. and no poppy fields. Well, yeah. maybe in upstate right. New York, but uh, yeah, maybe. I, I I don't and to not gear up and like strap something on your head so that, and I guarantee you the second that I would ride something without a helmet would be the one moment that I crash. Yep. That's why I always put it on. Cause I know, if, you know, like they say, you always get an accident. What is it? You get an accident, like less than a mile closest to home from home. Yeah. yeah. Always. It's like you let your guard down or something. There's something, there's something to it. I got to say, yeah. speaking of letting yeah. your guard down, we have one more segment to get through. Oh, love, God, here it is. It's time for a specialty cocktail. Specialty cocktail. Specialty cocktail. I'm gonna ring him out into a highball glass and He's suck him down and shoot it out my ass. It's Wilford Grimley cocktail specialty cocktail on the bunch of Well, guess what? This is this cocktail could make you Wilford Brimley because it is a very sugary looking cocktail this week. So <laughs> if you've got diabetes one or two, diabetes. I recommend maybe passing this one over for one of our more bitter cocktails. But this week we have the Tiki Smash because James Jones Ferris believes that sometimes you have to celebrate the bar that made it all possible. This is interesting. All right. This is two ounces of pomegranate juice, my fave, one and a half ounces of rum, a half ounce of orgiat, which is an almond syrup, a staple in tiki drinks, and two ounces of unsweetened pineapple juice. In a cocktail shaker, mix all ingredients, add ice, shake, and pour into a rocks glass with crushed ice. So here's the tasting notes. Nowadays, I'm sure you're like me. After a long day of staring at a wall, no knowledge of the day of the week or time of the day, when preparing a meal, you look at the ingredients and say to yourself, why do I try? And you end your night lying in bed with that one voice in your head saying, well, this is going to be a long one. Just like me, right? Well, the time has come to revive your inner spirits and celebrate one of the reasons why we are all here. Laughter, booze, and the Maha Artiki Lounge in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. I know, that's more than one reason, but you know, shut up. It's time to put your mind back where it belongs with a tiki drink in hand, thinking about life as we knew it, getting back on track. And what better way to fantasize than with a rum-faced drink with a lot of crushed ice? Think of it this way. Tiki drink with rum, life as we knew it. Tiki drink with rum and palm juice, the new normal that we can all agree with. Listen, people, life is always delicious, 
Just don't forget to play around with your ingredients. One little tweak can make it a whole lot better. That was a really long description of a <gasps> very pretty cocktail. Are you ready to mm. see this? What was creepy is that he was done shaking and mixing it like about 10 minutes ago. And for some reason, he's just been standing to my left like a haunting, just standing there with this drink in his hand like it's conjuring to just hovering in the mm. corner waiting for me to be done speaking. Look at that. Ooh. So it's like purpley looking. I love crushed ice. Crushed ice and a straw make me drink things real fast. And it has a little mint garnish right there. Here goes. Cheers to you. Mm. Oh. I need to use the straw. Oh. It's like right up to my... Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Well. That is a little Sugar. bit of heaven right there. Oh. That is... You're on vacation. With Wilford Brimley. But you're on vacation with Wilford Brimley, but you're on the beach that was in contact, and you're like, what's Jodie Foster doing here? I thought we had this beach to ourselves. Who's that guy with her? He looks <laughs> I thought like I said no act. lesbians. I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> this is a no lesbian beach. I don't <laughs> understand why Jodie Foster's here. And she's saying I'm okay to go. Yeah. Mm. I said no fat, no femmes, no... Anyway, I'm here with Wilford Brimley to take care of his diabetes one and two. Mm. That is so good. And I'm not like a rum drink girl. I'm not a basic bitch. Every now and then sure. I'll indulge in like a grapefruit white claw. But oh. like, I never think to, I'm going back to <laughs> look, it has juice in it. So it's good for me. Right. It's got palm yeah, juice, sure. which is an antioxidant. So right there, I feel healthy. That is... Well, at least it's not man juice. Well, yet. Wilford Brimley hasn't left the earth quite yet. <laughs> wow, that is absolutely lovely, rummy, tropical, but not overly rummy. sweet. Not like sticky sticky sweet. So my cheers to you, sticky my Patty. I, I'm so, oh. You have not had a specialty cocktail in months months I, well i had that brose the other day but not one of ours no. Mm. No. what's wrong with me it's 11 30 on a sunday <laughs> like can you tap the you brakes it tastes like juice like that's this is the thing about rum drinks in me is that i'm like whatever's all juice like six later i'm like in the bag i'm sitting next to wilford brimley touching his junk I have the patience of a saint. Yeah. I can wait it out. And we're done! And now, waiters who are nauseated by food. Good evening. My name is Roger. This is my back waiter, Stuart, and we'll be serving you this evening. Do you need a few minutes before ordering? Actually, could you tell us the specials? Okay. All right. Our soup today is a creamy fish chowder with chunks of potatoes, corn, and scallops. $7.95. We have a oh. we have a milk-fed veal 
with a uh, mint jelly. That, oh. <laughs> that, com that comes with asparagus tips and an olive caper sauce. <laughs> Seventeen ninety-five. Uh, today's seafood is. Today's seafood is flounder. Uh, it's sautéed in a uh, uh, spicy butter sauce and served on a bed of steam leeks. Uh, uh, we also have a cob salad with a warm bacon cream dressing. Uh, our final special is. Our fourth final special is chicken. I can't. I can't. Chicken. 